1: Welcome in. It is the Spare Time Bowling Show here uh, on the Odyssey app, where you are downloaded and listening to us at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever the case may be. See Sparky Pfeiffer along with Dwight Albrecht. Uh, he is Phil Brilo uh, over there, $2 Phil. Uh, and try number two, and you people are probably asking, what are you talking about, try number two? Well, I'll explain in a second. <laughs> uh, Cassie and Stefan Hohen uh, join us now, owners of H5G Brand. We did this a few weeks ago, all of us. And it was really damn good, folks. I mean, it was really good. We got done. And all, the three of us here in the studio filled one of my son we're like, man, that was really yeah. good. It was funny. It was entertaining. It was, it was really good. And, and then I downloaded the audio, and there was none. So that was a complete waste of time. <laughs> um, and it took a long time. But we finally figured out what happened. And uh, we should be good to go now, thankfully. Uh, okay. So first things first. I have a bone to pick with Stefan. <laughs> we're starting with you. All right. My phone is this. I, as you know, I'm Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, but my first name is S-T-E-P-H-E-N. am Stephen. You're Stefan. Tell me why that is.
2: Uh, got no uh, I got. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I, my, my name, I think, was picked from a, a movie called All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise, and his name was Stefan in the, in the film. So that's ah, what I got to go. Yeah. Okay. It's like Stephen Curry. Sure. It was. It might have even been spelled that way. So maybe you're spelling it wrong. I'm not. Yeah. Wondering. So I,
1: <laughs> I am, I'm, I am Stephen John Pfeiffer the fourth uh That's in so my four family. Four times wrong then. Okay. Four <laughs> times wrong. Possibly. Yes. Like Curry. Stephen Curry. It's Stephen, but it's it looks like Stephen, right? It okay. was yep. it should be spelled S-T-E-V-E-N if it's supposed to be Stephen and. It's a whole long thing, but either way, I had to break it up. I just thought it was funny. Uh, Okay. Uh, Let's talk about the H5G brand, how it all started, how it all got off the ground to kind of where we are now with you guys.
3: Yeah. So um, the brand initially started with my dad. Um, He started about 12 years ago. It started as a hobby, something fun. Um, He is very passionate about the sport. We all are involved in the sport in many different ways. Um, So he started it, um, started traveling, getting involved in it. Um, and it kind of just grew from there. There was a bunch of different things and products that they tried all the way from bowling jerseys um, to a golf line at one point. There was fishing at one point oh. um, and just kind of went and looked to see what worked, what didn't work, what's going to stick, what didn't stick. Um, bowling's really the niche, obviously, for this company. Um, we can do different things. We can do pretty much anything. Um, But bowling is really where the heart and soul of this company is. Uh, And so then last year, um, my dad decided it was time for him to retire. Um, He was ready. He was done. He also had an IT company. um, And he kind of just wanted to start winding down, going and playing golf more. Uh, And so Stefan and I decided that we were going to jump in and take over. Um, like I said, we both are very involved in bowling as well. We have some centers, um, we're in one of them today. Um, and so it was just kind of natural for us to jump in, take over and, and continue on.
4: Well, it's pretty neat how you mentioned bowling's uh, key. And I, I walked in the door here today and, and it flipped open the to the H5G Facebook page and you guys signed Brad and Kyle. That's pretty darn cool yeah. with that's the reach huge. that they have. That's absolutely yeah. huge. What, what, what brought them over H5G's way?
3: Uh, cause we're cool people. Um,
4: <laughs> I fully agree. I've party with them in Portland. So yeah, I,
2: I fully agree. They've, they've definitely always, it's been nice cause they've always worn our brand to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so you almost would have thought they would have been on our staff, but I mean, going back and forth with them that we all came to the decision that was the right move to make.
3: So one thing that we're really, um, trying to evolve and go with the brand is not only is it the apparel, but really growing our staffers brands for them as well. Um, and so that was something that Brad and Kyle already had done a really great job of. Um, and we wanted to be able to just continue to do that and do that a little bit more for them. Um, these guys are bowlers, right? That's that's what they're really good at. Um, and so we wanted them to be able to focus on that and then us continue the brand that they already started and take it to that next level for them. Um, We have some fantastic designers and we wanted them to be able to display that work with Brad and Kyle's brand on top of that. Um, And then we're going to kind of do that back end work for them of like the website and managing those orders and then creating, developing and getting them out for them. So they don't have to worry about that piece anymore.
4: Nice. One-stop shop. Mm -hmm. What about the
5: uh, H5G material that is used um, that, uh, There's other competitors, of course, that are out there, but talk about what makes you guys so special. And now you also are getting in to the pants. So I would assume Kyle Troop uh, puts places quite a few orders with you guys.
3: Um, Kyle used to be on our staff. Um, He is not, unfortunately, anymore. Um, So he does wear our stuff, though, when he's in like the PBA special events, um, because we do have that contract with them um, where we're exclusive. So we do make those orders. Um, So he does get to wear them then. Um, but the material itself is something that uh, my dad put a lot of time and effort into. Um, so all the time he was constantly looking for what's the next best thing. Um, so he was constantly sourcing um, new material, um, vendors, all that kind of stuff. At the end of last year, I think we kindly found, finally found a great material that we're going to be sticking with. Um, so it's a very soft, smooth great feeling material it's got a little bit of stretch to it which people tend to like Mm -hmm. um but it's very breathable feeling still right so it when you put it on it feels very comfortable and you stay nice and cool in it um and then we kind of did the same thing with those pants so we went back and we were trying to feel you know what is that pant that almost feels like you're not wearing anything um (laughs) Um, i
2: don't recall her trying the pants on yet but okay
5: Uh,
3: (laughs) well um but you know it keeps you cool it's comfortable um but we can still get that great design into both of those materials um because it takes into that dye sublimation how does the
1: process of design go from you guys so you you sign a bowler does that how much input does that bowler have as far as what the colors are going to be Uh, or what the design is supposed to be. Because as I'm sitting here listening to this, I'm kind of thinking like wrestling, right? How Mm -hmm. guys have their own ring attire and they're synonymous, right? So if you're the bad dude, uh, the bad guy on on the tour, whatever the case may be, maybe it's more dark colors and more kind of evil looking colors. And if you're the good guy, like you're John Cena or something, maybe (laughs) it's more flashy and bright colors type deal. Because you can really build clothes around a personality Mm -hmm. of, of a person for sure.
3: So the player themselves has a hundred percent control over that. Um, So our goal is really to have that player's personality come out on their Jersey. So as much input as they want goes into the design of that Jersey. Um, So Bella love, for example, when we signed her literally that day, she sat down with the designer in the center and from start to finish, worked with her designer to create her entire line. Um, So all of her input, all of her thoughts, all of her ideas, her colors, all of that were right there and she got to see them come to life. Um, You actually can see some of that in one of her YouTube videos um, from that weekend where she was working with her designer um, to watch that process happen. Some of our um, people, our customers, even when they um, call in or um, email in to request a jersey, they will give us some sort of idea like, hey, I like this image and we'll try to work that in. Um, The designers will, you know, create that around that image. We've even had designers who will hand draw pieces um, for the customers, all just based off of what their wants are.
0: Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
4: unique <laughs> when i wear at tournament <laughs> sites and stuff and their designers just knocked it out of the park i am like, get two dollar bills flying around in the jersey and stuff like that and it's it's a lot and i said i don't want like actual jeffersons or anything but you know it, and, and they did a really good job with it and and i've got two i've got a couple of them, different colors same design and they knocked them out of the park and it's just like they took the idea and it was two takes and it was they, they sent me the first one looked it over i'm like hey can we just take the face off the bill yeah that's fine because they were going to throw my face on i'm right. like i don't want to wear my own face <laughs> yeah you know it's bad right and then uh yeah so and they just, they just knocked it out of the park so whenever i'm doing some pba live streaming and stuff like that i always got my my nice. h5g jersey on and oh yeah that's they do it they do a, they do a great if job get,
2: uh, if we can get kyle they be a little bit more flashier because <laughs> he goes pretty plain with his, yeah. his jersey types. But that's his style. But we'll see if we can get him into something a little bit more custom.
4: Yeah. And another thing H5G does is they do a lot of giving back to the industry as well. They do a lot with the PBA Juniors, I know. Uh You guys got a big tournament coming up at one of your centers, uh December, where it's a, it's a big team tournament. And it's paying like 5000 for first. It's, pr- it's pretty awesome. Go
2: ahead. Oh, yes. The the shootout, huh. I think we're in our fourth year for the shootout. That's huh. going to be at Sussex Bowl. Um Five-man team team tournament um that we bowl i think three games and then switch over to a baker style um just a one-day event um but we kick in some cash for that and it's it's definitely been brought in some uh, pretty big names and, and actually yeah, there's a lot a- of big names on the on the rosters that are coming into it this this uh this
4: year yeah, yeah we're, we've gonna had- live stream, we're gonna live stream we- the finals too, december 2nd for them when they get to the step ladder finals so it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: this is all about you promoting your live stream okay uh, hey. well real quick <laughs> I, I I want I want to ask this. When you say you got big names coming in, are you talking like big names that are like flying in from different parts of the country? Big names or big names like in Wisconsin? Big names. Like what are we talking about here?
3: I've had to put restrictions into place um, that you're only allowed two card members, either PBA or PWBA, per team, and only one of them can be exempt. Um, so looking at rosters right now, um, I have, uh, Chris Prather, um, Benji Martinez, Kevin McCune, Lindsey Boomershy, and all coming in for the tournament nice. right now. Yeah.
1: That's great. Yeah. How does, <laughs> how does that draw from the Sussex area as far as people coming out and watching?
3: Um, so our junior league actually has the day off that day because it is a Saturday. Um, so a lot of them will come in and watch the tournament, um, because these kids love watching the pros, Church. um, I know a few years ago, AJ Johnson bowled the tournament um, and there was a kid there that was watching um, and he was ecstatic to see him in there. And it was awesome. And AJ's on our staff. He's a great guy. Um, And when he found out that this kid was super excited just to see him, he walked outside when he was done bowling, grabbed a bowling ball out of his bag, signed it and gave it to the kid. Um, So it's just an awesome thing to see.
4: And once again, if you're not there, you can watch it December 2nd on the H5G. (laughs) We got it, Phil. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go ahead, Dwight.
5: (laughs) Are you you guys planning on uh, doing any promotion for this tournament, like on your websites or anything?
3: Um, Yeah, we have promoted. Um, The tournament fills up really quickly. Um, So we announced it. um, And within 48 hours, all 16 slots were spoken for. Um, And they're all paid and confirmed for at this point.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's good stuff. Uh, okay, so you guys said you also have bowling centers be- besides the H5G uh, brand apparel company that you guys have going on uh, as well. So tell everybody about the bowling centers that you have and kind of like, I don't know, your business philosophy as far as running a successful bowling center and what that is.
2: Um, so the bowling side of it, that's been in the family, I think probably since the seven, mid to late 70s. Um, my grandpa got into that. He actually was one that kind of, I think, helped like build Blue Mountain Bowl. Um he ended up buying Brown Deer Lanes and then later Sussex Bull, um, which my mom now runs Brown Deer Lanes. And then I run Sussex Bull, or my wife and I run Sussex Bull. <laughs> Good cover. Good job. <laughs> we'll edit that. We got to edit that. Up. Yeah, I'll take it out. Um, <laughs> and then my dad in the 90s, uh, I think around 99, he bought Sunset in Waksha. And then in 2017, You Lanes also in Waksha. And last year, uh, my sister Jalen took over Sunset and Cass and I took over Fox U um, on January 1st um, when we took over H5G. Um, so what's the
1: What's the key to a successful bowling center and uh, making it go? Because we've had a numerous different bowling operators on over the course of the last I don't know, 15 years or whatever the case may be. Everybody's kind of got their own take and spin as far as how they want to attack the marketing, how they want to attack getting new bowlers in the building and so forth. What is it for you guys?
2: Um, I think it's like kind of a a family environment for us. I mean, our our bowlers are like an extension of our family. Um, And then getting everything just to run. I mean, it's painful to go into bowling centers and try to bowl where like the machines just don't run. Yep. Um, I mean, that's kind of the basics to it. Um, Make the environment fun. That doesn't uh, always helps if they can score in the house. I mean, obviously, there's some bowlers that like to bowl on some more competitive stuff. Um, But the typical average bowler, I would say that's going to bowl leagues a couple nights a week is not always looking for that that tougher shot they want to shoot the seven. Oh, of
1: course yeah what about the food side of things because like I, I live in old creek uh and classic lanes in old creek they've got their bar with a, pretty much a full kitchen for the most part and when you get to friday night fish fries or whatever else it's packed with people they do a really good job with their food program, bringing people in that may, they may not bowl, but they're coming there to eat. And, you know, you're still taking money from people that aren't even bowling at that point. How about the food side of things for you
2: guys? The food side has been really well for us. Um, We've really extended our menu um, at our Sussex location. We put a broaster in about a year ago. Um, So we do broasted chicken three nights a week. Um, We expanded our fish fry menu where we have a fried perch, bluegill, cod, um, walleye, nice, um, some shrimp dinners. Um, it's just more like putting together more of a quality product than a consistent product than it is some of the maybe more cost saving methods that some centers try to look for Frozen um, pizzas, a little bit of money with. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, I know.
2: Definitely. We do a lot of homemade pizzas. Yeah,
4: that's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty good food there. I can, and they had a PBA regional back in August, hung out for the weekend. And it was, yeah, it was, it was worth every meal. It was worth the extra loop in the belt loop. Was that, li- was that a live stream event, Phil? It was a live stream event. I didn't want to say anything about. He live streamed him eating your burgers. That's what he was live streaming. I might have to do that. Watch Bill eat. That, watch me eat. Me Phil eats. Uh, we can change it up. But with uh, what, what I've seen you practice, you you post when you're practicing in your centers, and uh, I've seen you use that Kegel torch yep. kind of thing. It, look, it looks pretty cool. Can you explain what that actually does for people at Know, might be seeing it for the first time because you're you're not the only person I've seen use it, but you get it out there. You know, a couple times a month, you see it and and, and you're practicing on it.
2: So that torch is a, a light provided by Kegel um, that displays an image, a, 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 light, a light lighted up image on the lane of where you want to throw, and you you set it at your break point, and you can move it at any at a, to any board at any break point that you like. And as you move left to right on the approach, the the image on the lane kind of moves with you. Um, so if you want to move ten boards left you still have a spot to get to the 10 board at 40 feet or where do you have that, that set at. So it's it's a really great training tool. And then it does have a little trigger on the bottom of it. So if you actually hit your board at your break point, it does change colors to give you a little indicator. And you can raise that up and down to be like precisely out of the board or to give yourself a couple boards. Oh, cool. So.
5: When I walk into a center, no matter where I go, I look at the aesthetics of the center and I am blown away by how beautiful your centers are and all the work that you've done, especially, what you post on uh, Facebook and uh, for Sussex bowl. But since we've had you guys in last, I saw an exciting post that you posted that you guys now have SPECTO. So we talked about that on the last show with you guys. So talk a little bit about what you're going to be
2: doing with SPECTO. So SPECTO is supposed to be going in hopefully this month at Fox um, We do have a good high school program, a great junior program at bowl centers, um, we're looking to kind of be able to give that, offer that service to our junior and high school bowlers. Um, and then we're still kind of working on how to basically how to sell the product to the bowlers. Um, we're looking at probably doing some sort of a membership um, that they could get this kind practice and come in and use the product and then improve their game.
3: One thing we also do, um, and we did this a lot even prior to us having H5G when my dad was there, is we used to um, bring pros up. Um, and do clinics, and so this awesome. is something that we want to be able to utilize with that. So now, when we run the clinic and we have the staffers here, we can use that um, that program to be able to just enhance the um, clinic that the kids are getting or the, the adults to whoever's in there.
1: When we talk about family atmosphere, like you guys said. Most of these bowling centers make a ton of money, or at least it appears to me. I don't know how much they're actually making um, on you know birthday parties, group events that type of stuff how much are your centers used for still for kids birthday parties and stuff like that because i i know it's popular at least in our area
2: it's gotten a little bit away from like more of like the traditional birthday party setup because neither one of the centers has really a great space for setting up like a more like a party room sure um so we do a lot of uh time-based bowling and we we just kind of advised uh families that if they want to come and do a birthday party to, to kind of rent that lane space for the time that they're looking to have the event and they're more than welcome to bring in cake or dessert and uh, celebrate that way. Uh, but there's definitely a, a lot of families that come in and do that.
1: Uh, hyper Bowl, isn't that a, something that they, was that the name of it? Yeah, I yeah, think the only thing I know
4: over around Milwaukee
1: is hyper that has it. Yeah. Right. Uh, explain to everybody what hyper bowling is,
2: because I'm assuming most don't know what it is. Sure. Hyper bowling, kind of a twist on bowling. Um, it's been compared a lot to maybe like a top golf type atmosphere. Um, your goal is actually to hit the bumpers. Um, and it's, uh, they're all short games. It's five frames. You only throw the first ball. Each now, this pin is for
1: adults. You're saying bumpers. I don't want people to get confused. This is no, adults. This, is, this bowling, is everybody. Right? This is yes. Everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. This, I mean, kids to adults. Um, the bumpers are lit up color coding and the pattern and they, the colors move up and down the lane. And as the levels progress, they get harder. Um, but you're basically hitting a multiplier. So if you hit like a, a blue, you get a times two plus your pin count. And Like I said, each pin's worth 100, you know, so you get, Blue strike is 2000. Um, So, and as they, as the levels progress, I mean, the targets get harder and harder to get to. um, And they put in some spaces in there where they're red, where you get automatic zero, Um, but you have to make contact on the pro level side of it. And then there's a couple other different versions to where you can go in and kind of do some team building events where you try to like basically conquer the most amount of rail on the lane.
5: So. so,
1: what we talk about hyper bowling. So, if a family of four comes out there, can they hyper bowl or does that have to be called ahead, reserved, or how does that whole process work?
2: So, the, the hyper bowling right now is just available at the Sussex Center. Um, you can do online reservations um, or do walk ins. Um, like I said, we're exclusively all time based. So, that's where those shorter games come into play because you can't really sell them by the game. Um, so, it's available at any time that you come in a bowl.
1: How long does except it take for, for-, except for a league? Except for League. Right. Honestly, <laughs> right. So if we're talking five frames. How long does it take to bowl one game of five frames?
2: Um, really, it would depend on how many people you have on the lane. Say it's um, four. But I, but I mean, it, it would just be the concept if you threw five bowling balls down the lane. So I mean, so there are no spares?
1: No, no spares. No so it's spares. Just for, okay. First, first,
2: that first, I didn't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so it goes fast then.
2: Yeah. No, it, it goes pretty fast. There's a, there's a regular version and the pro version. The pro version, you have to hit the bumper you know uh otherwise you get penalized the non-pro version you don't get penalized for not hitting the bumper but you're not really helping yourself out by not doing it right um but there's 12 levels in each one so they just progressively it's kind of like a video game on the lanes nice that sounds awesome
5: since we had you guys in last uh things are happening in the bowling industry and what phil's been talking about it for the last few weeks um getting back to uh h uh 5g uh is the world bowling league Have you guys been contacted by them for apparel uh, for these type of bowlers, or are you looking to get involved with them?
3: Um, The league itself is not something that we have communicated with or the the individuals involved with it. Um, We have worked more on the side with the players, Um, and so if our players are choosing to go bowl that, um, that's up to them. Um, So we'll still work with the individual players and sponsor them. Um, we have our agreements and our contracts with the PBA. Um, and so that's, that's the side that we're working with right but,
1: now. But wait a second, hold on. There has never been competition for the PBA. So do they have an exclusivity with you that you can't use another league? Because in my opinion, why would they have an exclusivity that you can't use another league? Cause there wasn't another league to be concerned about at that point.
3: Um, <clears throat> I, to be honest, I'd have to look into depth into what our contracts look like. Um, but to me, when I enter into a contract, it's a partnership. Sure. Um, and so I'm looking at how do our contracts and our what we're doing serve me and that other individual because I'm a partner with them. And I want to make sure that something I'm going to enter into isn't going to hurt that partnership. Um, and so for us, when we're out on the road and we're working with the PBA, um, that is a partnership that I take pretty seriously. So I would really have to look at if if I were approached, what how that would impact that before I would make any further decisions?
1: I'm gonna pray for you. I am gonna pray for you. <laughs> because if this is anything like live golf, and we here on this show mm-hmm. think that's exactly what this is going to be, where they're gonna try and split this bad boy, there is gonna be a stupid amount of money involved in this whole deal. And mm. it's gonna test everybody involved to I mean, again. I mean, we're talking about eight, we're talking about this, but who's to say they don't go to time clock and be like We'll give you a million dollars a year to come be commissioner of our league. We want you to come run our pro league. Screw the PBA. We'll give you a million dollars a year. What's Tom (laughs) going to say? I mean, to me, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be loyal. Okay, cool. But now here's a big check. Money talks. Are you going to be? Or are you that life changing money, man? We all got families, Mm -hmm. kids, whatever Mm -hmm. we got to do. Right. right? I mean, they might give them enough money here at H5G to own every bowling center in (laughs) Southeastern Wisconsin. (laughs) And we're (laughs) going to buy all of (laughs) them. We're done. I mean, that. see, that's. That's why I say I'm going to pray for him because there is going, if these guys are legit and we don't know yet necessarily, we think they are, but if they are legit and they're going to start throwing around money, like the live league does in in golf, everybody's going to be tested In their
4: perspective and they're international right here. I remember going over to the uh, DHC Japan invitational for the PBA before the pandemic and there were Japanese players in H5G jerseys. I mean, it was great. I mean, it was spectacular. So, how many languages do y'all speak then?
3: <laughs> one. Still only one.
4: Um, Google Translate comes in handy. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Google Translate.
3: Yeah. That's we awesome. We do have a pretty good international base, though. Um, we have a very large Japanese distributor um, who we actually just did a really large order of 762 pieces for. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They're killing it over there. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They are killing right? it. All right. So, what's what's the future? What do what you guys, what's the goal? What's the, what's the, this is the next thing we want to do. Is, is there a next thing, whether it be from a, a bowling center perspective, whether it be from uh, uh, the H5G brand, whether it be from thinking about doing another company, doing something else, like what's on the horizon? Because when you're an entrepreneur, very rarely do you just settle and say, okay, we're making good enough money. We're, we're good. We're not going to do anything else. Normally an entrepreneur is always looking to figure out how to make more money and what else can they do to bring in more money and make a bigger impact on whatever they're doing. And you all are obviously making a big impact on bowling already.
2: I'm gonna let Cassie answer this one and I'll see where <laughs> that
1: goes you know. I was
3: thinking of world domination as an answer, but <laughs> yeah, right. So um, the
1: World Bowling League and H5G is official. That's how this go. is going. <laughs> she just answered it. Right right, off on, announced officially. Now we know for sure. Okay, go ahead. Yes.
3: No, um. So you're going to see in an upcoming year, we have some new staffers um, that we're signing. And with that, um, is going to be coming more product lines and merch lines. And so that's something that we're going to be um, spending this next year at H5G, kind of really wrapping our um, brains around and our arms around and embracing that. Um, So kind of like with this Brad and Kyle deal, we're going to be doing that with more of our staffers um, and adding staffers on top of that. Um, So we've signed some really exciting new people. Um, And so we'll be sharing that in January. Um, And so we're going to start expanding in that role. Um, And we're really going to get back to what we're really good at um, and making sure that we can do that really well. Um, And so that's kind of where H5G is headed. As far as the centers go, um, we have always been really good at making sure that we're making those improvements in the center and continuing to expand the centers. Um, And so we're going to keep on that track i think for now um i'm, I'm not
2: saying another center is not in the future that, that <laughs> i'm not
3: against i'm not against that it's you're not, not against, against
2: it right it's just right. kind of like the area where which way to go with it i mean it's not mm-hmm. something that we're looking to get like that we'd be out of state um and it really can't be more than an hour away which kind of you're stepping on your own feet at that yeah. point but so um that's a possibility but there's nothing really in the, in the works on that side of things right now
1: I've got another one. And the last time we talked about this, I brought it up and I'm gonna bring it up again. I'd, I'd like to know your thoughts on youth bowling leagues in general, um, and how it or how you view it, because as I've stated before, I have a kid that's been in the youth bowling league, but there are no coaches. So essentially I'm paying for th- you know, I'm paying $13 a week and I get three games of bowling and no coaching so it's essentially open bowling for three games a week and nobody's getting any better on any of these bowling lanes and you know if you're talking about baseball or basketball or football whatever you have coaches that are teaching your kids and the expectation as a parent is if i'm paying all this money my kids are going to get better and learn the game and and start to progress and for whatever reason in bowling that does not seem to be the case at least not not when i was growing up in kenosha back in the day at sheridan lanes back in the 80s we had coaches on every set of lanes. There was a parent coach that was certified that was coaching whatever two teams were on their lane, and we all progressively got really good before we were all said and done. Uh, It doesn't seem to be the case anymore. How is it for you guys?
3: So both our centers have pretty good junior leagues. Um, We do have coaches in them. Now, again, they are parent volunteer coaches, um, but they are certified through USBC for safe sport, just like they need to be the hard part comes in where you were saying, are they the gold or bronze or silver certified? It depends on what they want to put into that. Um, And so not all of them are that. So what Um, is that?
1: What is the cost of that? So let's say I said to my bowling center, Hey, look, I'll get certified and let me be a coach, right? How much is that going to cost me? Or do you as a bowling center, are you paying for these parents to get certified to coach in your leagues? Or how does that whole process work?
3: We haven't paid for that yet. I don't think we've had a parent approach us and ask us that. Um, I honestly don't know what the cost of that it's would be. It's a couple hundred a,
4: bucks for
1: like the bronze, yeah, the lowest
4: level. It's fine. not that expensive.
1: So what's the difference in the three levels then? You're saying bronze, silver, gold, or yeah. whatever it is. So what's, <laughs> what's the difference?
4: Well, if you get in the bronze, it's a lot of the basics. You get a few advanced concepts. You're looking more at the physical game of the right. player, that type of thing. When you get to silver, it's a lot more. You're looking at the equipment. You're looking at the overall picture, ball surfaces, transitions. How right. So if you're act, coaching then,
1: yeah. the youth leagues that are like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you really only need the bronze. You don't have to go all crazy into the rest of it, probably. Until right. You're more closer to high school. Yeah.
4: And they actually do a thing called right. USA Bowling where they give the it's real basic stuff you can look for as a coach yeah. that they can go out that. Coaches can go to these things, and I believe they're they're not expensive, like $50 a session or yep. something. And they can go and at least get the basics so they know if they're watching their kid or other kids or that type of thing. It's very basic, but you got the basics down as exactly. a coach. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just think that, that's a big deal. Now, I do yeah. remember this from the last time we talked that nobody heard except us. Uh, <laughs> you all have incorporated your H5G jerseys into your bowling leagues, right? Yes. So they sign up. And they get how many games a week? Is it three games? I'm assuming, right? Three games. Yep. Three games, and they get a jersey for whatever their league fee is per week, which is what was it, twelve fifty or twelve dollars or something like that a week? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I should have had this written down last time. I had to get a calculator out, but yeah, I, I believe it's around. <laughs> it's a 20 week season, and it's it's just under 220, I think, and that includes some scholarship money, the jersey, the bowling, a year end buffet. Um, a year end what? A year end uh, food buffet. What? Like a little pizza party at the end.
1: You get a jersey and I get a food (laughs) buffet? What the hell? I mean, you're far away from me at old creek, but damn. Uh, Okay, so talk about the scholarship money because that's something else I think that if you have young kids that they don't realize that their scholarship money even involved for bowling maybe until you get to the high school bowling tournaments or whatever. People may not understand that some of these younger kids might have an opportunity too.
2: Uh, It's definitely the scholarship side. Bowling, I think, has that pretty much locked up. I I don't know any other sports really that at that age that you can go out and participate in and earn scholarship that that young.
1: Right. So if I have an eight or a nine year old, how would there be scholarship opportunities for them? Let's say
2: just like in the junior league or just in general overall, just in general. Yeah. Junior league or otherwise. I mean, the junior league, we set aside X amount of money that goes in the prize fund. It just pays out just like a standard prize fund would pay out, um, except they're not going to walk home with cash. That's going to go into their smart account. Um, and then there's other opportunities along the way to bowl city tournaments. Um, I think the Pepsi tournament is another one. State. Um, state.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: those are all options that the junior bowlers have. And then once they get into, uh, I don't know what, is it U12 it starts at? Or is it even younger for some of the bigger junior tournaments that are around?
4: the country? Some have U12s. Yeah, like Elite Youth Tour, you guys partner with them. And I know they have a U12 division for the kids. What would you guys say
1: would be your advice to parents that have never taken their kid to a city or a state tournament as far as what that is like? It's chaotic.
3: <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Um I think it's definitely worth it though. It's a great experience. Um it is eye-opening for both the bowler and the parent. Um but it's a great experience. You learn a lot. You learn about a lot about your own game and um what you can do to improve it. Um and I think you learn a lot about yourself as an individual as well.
1: Yeah. I've, I, I loved bowling state and city tournaments back in the day. It just was such a fun time. And we didn't have high school bowling when I was growing up. So that right. was pretty much the only chance you really had. Yeah. And that was it. That's all you had. It, yes, Phil. Yeah.
4: I've gone a couple of times down and watched that elite youth tour in Chicago. as Beatty runs yeah. it. And she's got a great staff that helps her out volunteer wise. And uh, they, they give the kids a full experience. They, they live stream the tournaments. They, they, Award ceremony after it's all done. It, it, it's they do a first class job down there. If, if parents want to see what a first class youth tournament is, take the drive down to Chicago and
1: and they have one of those
4: on. And yeah, it's it's a pretty good event.
1: A lot of people miss your tournaments, Phil, uh, Cassie, and Stefan. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm Stephen. He's Stefan uh, owners of H five G brand. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully cross your fingers. We actually have audio on this one. Uh, that'll do it for another edition of the spare time bowling show. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one.
0: Toodles.